Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. As soon as I got in the car, my driver said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to interview Josh Allen. He was like, you have to ask him about Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah. Because that's what he listens yeah. to before the game. So you got to walk me through that now. I, I got seven seven songs I have to listen right before I come out. Can't Help Fall in Love With You. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's She's Not You. The Stranger. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's That's Life. It's Put Your Head on My Shoulder. Fly Me to the Moon. Okay. And then it's uh, Sammy Davis Jr., The Joker. So those are my seven. Bill's Mafia. Please go and download the Josh yeah. Allen pregame playlist. This is how we got to start every single game now. What it does, it keeps my heart rate down, keeps me kind of calm. I play better when I'm loose and relaxed and kind of easy going. All right. Sunday Night Football, Bills and Josh Allen finally, finally showed they can overcome the Chiefs. And it was 38-20 to 20 final score. There was a moment where I thought maybe we were going to get some sort of a classic finish. Maybe Patrick Mahomes and company were going to figure a way out of this. Let's focus first on Josh Allen and what he did. It was a great night for him. Chris, you took a look at the film yesterday. And I know how you feel about Josh Allen. You felt that way about him since before the draft. This isn't some new awakening. What did you see from him, though, on Sunday night as he had a game that I think if there was anyone else out yeah, there sleeping on Josh it. Allen, it's right. over now. Yeah, it should be over. I mean, again, I, I, you know, you, you could watch that game and go, well, okay, I mean, what's the difference between him and Patrick Mahomes? They're both awesome. They can beat you any way. He's arguably the best player in the sport. He's in that conversation with Patrick Mahomes and some other people. And, of course, playing a little bit better football altogether. But, hey, I think the really the story is – you know, I, I think they haven't played their best offensive football this whole year. Not, not not anything like last year, but they don't care in Buffalo because he's like he's like a streaky three-point shooter. They're just going, we're going to get him some shots. We're just going to keep shooting, and he'll get hot, and all of a sudden they'll be like Steph Curry again. They're going to keep the pressure on you there. Yeah, he might have hit some ground balls, some ground balls, but he's going to start hitting grand slams and homers. So we're going to keep attacking with him. And I think he kind of hit his stride in that football game altogether. You know, some of the plays he made are phenomenal. You know, the really the story is, Mike, is this to me more than anything. Yeah, Josh Allen, his playmaking, 
you know, it's it's second to none in in, in football. To there's you know he can he can do it and pull magic and rabbits out of his hat as good as anybody in the game. But really, it's the Chiefs' defense is just absolutely horrible right now. That's really the thing you come away watching the game. You know, it's it's not no talent on the field right now. The talent has fallen off. They can't communicate. You know, they mess up coverages. There's mistakes everywhere across the board, let alone they don't have anybody in their front seven that can make any play. You know, Honey Badger's not the same guy he used to be. There was no Chris Jones in the football game. And I think when you add that together with a guy like Brian Dayball, who has always a good offensive plan, and now they throw a few tricks in there with the quarterback design runs, and Josh Allen's just pure amazing ability like we're seeing here, you know, just to hit big plays constantly, that's where the Bills are really, really tough. And I would think this gives them the confidence just going forward to go, wait, we're the real deal. We are the best team in the NFL. And uh, it, it's, I, I think, just boost them into another category in their own mind as far as, you know, where they are in, in the league. The Chiefs currently are surrendering 7.1 yards per it's play. unbelievable, that Mike. That is the worst Ever. And the Seahawks are on pace to give up the most yards per game in league history. But between the Seahawks and the Chiefs, they're in a competition to have one of the worst defenses of all time. And, you know, all the time and effort that was spent and the money that was devoted to improving the Chiefs' offensive line, they may have lost sight of, yeah, of what they, they were expecting needed to more. do to keep their defense where it was supposed to be and where it needs to be. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's, it's definitely an issue. And it's just going to put more and more pressure on their offense to go forward to really execute and, and carry the football team. But, man, every week there's mistakes. I mean, you know, again, we saw Sorensen really struggle at safety. He gave up that long pass play we just showed to Diggs. He he stopped covering Dawson Knox on Dawson Knox's long touchdown pass where Josh Allen scrambled to the right and threw it down the you know the sideline for a long touchdown I mean you would think like hey you're playing Josh Allen you practice against like guy like Patrick Mahomes every week you don't ever like look back at the quarterback you're gonna stay on your guy like glue there's other guys pursuing him don't worry about it but there's just mental mistakes every week from the Kansas City Chiefs and then I think when you couple that together with nobody's a difference maker other than Chris Jones uh, I don't know where it's going to come from. I really don't. Nobody can get off blocks in the run game. Nobody can get pressure. You know, so they're really compromised that way, and that's where it goes back to the Chiefs and the Chiefs' offense to where they can't make mistakes. They can't. They're going to almost have to play perfect on a weekly basis. And let's flip it over yeah. to Patrick Mahomes. How concerned are you about his game right now? Well, it, I mean, it, it's not perfect. Has he been better? Certainly. But, like, Mike, it's the same old adage we've been talking about. The whole game, the Chiefs played two deep safeties. Two deep safeties, two deep safeties, two deep safeties, two deep safeties. And then when it was a big fourth down or just a big play, they would go, hey, one safety go low in the middle of the field and the other safety go deep in the middle of the field. So it's forcing them to, as you can see on this passing chart here, to throw the ball short a lot. I'm not concerned. Like, you come away with the game and look at it and go, Hey, their offense is still really damn good. Mahomes is still unbelievable. You know, Tyree Kill catches a third and 10 pass down on the four-yard line on the first drive. They probably don't settle for a field goal. Tyree Kill catches the ball instead of dropping it and tipping it in the air, and it gets a pick six. The game's probably going to be closer. McCole Hardman dropped a, 
you know, a third down pass. So they, the offense has no room for error right now. And, it, and of course, as we know, defenses are going to continue to play this way. I think the thing that shocked me is this, Mike, and I'm sorry to talk so long, but their offensive line has shown the ability to dominate everybody so far. If you just run the ball a little bit, they will move you, but not this week. Buffalo did it, stop the run with their top, their front four. They always have, you know, four fresh bodies in there. Star Lotulele being back after last year sitting out of COVID. Gregory Rousseau, you know, first round draft pick. It's changed their football team. And the front four handled the running game by themselves for the most part. And I think that was probably discouraging for the Chiefs to where they thought maybe they could rely on that. And all of a sudden it began, damn, we can't run. We're going to have to throw the ball 50 something times today. Uh, and that's where the Bills are the best team in football for my money. I'm not saying it's over for the Chiefs, but, man, they got no wiggle room for error on the offensive side of the ball, and the defense just plain old stinks. Yeah, when I talked to Patrick Mahomes after they beat the Eagles, he was encouraged by the fact that they committed to the run they were able to run, but right. that's a problem. You're not going to be able to run against everybody, and there are going to be games where, as we said earlier, like Kevin Stefanski says, you have to to play the game that unfolds in front of you and for as much as you want to have balance you have to be able to pivot one way or the other based upon what the defense is giving you we have to go to break soon because uh we only have so much time left in but the you're show. right we they still gotta have be able three to run, more Mike. segments to get to yeah. oh and hey here's the other thing too yeah. before chiefs fans give up on the season you've got three losses to the four and one bills yeah the four and one chargers and the four and one ravens that's right so it ain't brighter over. days presumably that's are right still ahead for the Chiefs. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we return, uh, Trey Lance got his chance to play, and as it turns out, he ended up getting himself injured. We'll get up to speed on that when PFT Live continues right after this. Trey Lance had his first start of his NFL career against the Cardinals on Sunday. 15 for 29, 192 passing yards, one pick, no touchdowns, 89 rushing yards. And now he reportedly may miss time with a knee sprain, a knee sprain. Uh, And that wasn't known about on Sunday. And I know there are some conspiracy theorists out there. And I, I used to like that term. I don't like it as much as I used to. For a variety of reasons that we won't get into, but what's you know, the conspiracy look, theorist? What is it like? What what the uh, idea that he's really not hurt? That this is just you know you put Jimmy Garoppolo back under center now uh, and let him keep starting, so there isn't a quarterback controversy because oh my gosh, yeah. just like just like Jimmy was hurt, now Trey Lance is hurt. But until the locker room is fully aligned behind Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to continue to be the starter when he's healthy. I think it's that simple, Chris. Uh, agreed. I mean, you know, again, it wasn't like. Trey Lance was bad in the game, but he's not, he's not going to come away where the team's going to go, oh, man, like, he's awesome, coach. Let's, let's play him. We're behind it. No, it's not at that point. You know, I wasn't shocked to hear he had a sprained knee. You know, watching that game, I watched it closely. Of course, it's, it's you know, Kyle Shanahan. I, I like him. I do root for him. But, like, there, I'm not shocked. I say that I'm not shocked he had a sprained knee because I'm surprised he lasted the game with the way he played. It was totally out of control and reckless. He took a number of huge shots. He probably hurt his knee right there. I watched a little on film. It was the play I thought maybe he could have done it. But 
it was every play, your hair's on fire. It's the last play of the game. You know, I'm going to throw it as hard as I can. I'm going to scramble around and run like he thought it was North Dakota State again. And then that's just not realistic either. And it's just going to be too hard to win games like that going forward. It just shows you how raw the guy is. There's stuff to like. There's no doubt about that. But uh, that was the thing that jumped out to me about the game more than anything, Mike. And, and we need to go, but the, there's an irony to this pivot that Kyle Shanahan has engaged in as it relates to the type of quarterback he wants because he had the, the robot, the guy who's going to run the offense exactly the way he wants, and he's going to run as a last resort, and that guy can't stay healthy because right. he gets injured when he runs, yeah. although he's been injured in the pocket as well. And now, he gets and now a you guy, got a guy yeah. that you're just going to throw to the wolves and expect he's going to stay healthy. Right. I, I, he's I going to get injured too. I hear Unless you. he knows instinctively how to get down, get out of bounds, run to where the other guys aren't. Some guys have that, some guys don't. He doesn't have and that yet. You don't have it yet, and some guys get it and some guys don't. Right. Remember when, I think it was Mark Sanchez? For the life of him, he couldn't figure out how to slide. Yeah. He couldn't do it. And uh, that was getting him injured. All right, let's take a break. Goats in a bad way. Chris's favorite. In a bad way. Goats in a bad way. Week. <laughs> Goats in a bad way when PFT Life continues right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Anything you say sitting in this spot, Cannon will be used against you. That was not on the air, but uh, they'll get you. Uh, Fire safety videos, very effective back in the days before we had smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detectors. Scare the crap out of the kids to make sure they know what to do in the event they smell smoke in the house. It was effective. Not that we ever had a fire in the house, but it was effective by scaring the crap out of me about what to do if there was one. All right, goats in a bad way. There's no segue that I can possibly make. Goats in a bad way. Week five. Chris, you're up. Well, I think I'll go with um, the punter for the Texans to start that. Cameron Johnston, right? I mean, how could I not? The special teams for the uh, Houston Texans were not special in that game by any stretch of the I imagination. I wouldn't single out the punter. I think whoever devised that stupid-ass play Well, the, the play itself, but if you listen to like even what they post-game press conferences, he shanked the punt, and that's the other thing, too. He hit it off the inside edge, and when you kind of watch it and see the replay, you see it. So it's like a double whammy. It is the special teams, but I also am going to get on him as well. There's no doubt about that, but just a huge moment in the game. I mean, it was fourth and two, right? I believe maybe fourth and three. They were trying to draw the Patriots off sides. 
okay, I get the thought. Just the execution was horrible. You're up 22 to nine. I don't know if that was the appropriate time right there to do that. But either way, it kind of jump-started the Patriots' comeback. And from that point on, they kind of controlled the football game slowly but surely and won that game because of that shankopotamus. Uh, so I'll go with that one right off the bat. I, I've, I've got to go back to where we started the show. And uh, I don't know who to make the goat here. It's either John Gruden or it's the league office. I'm going to say both. I mean, look, John Gruden didn't do anything recently. This is old behavior, but the way the league office handled it, it's hovered over the entire sport, and it's selective leaks of of small pieces of evidence from a gigantic mountain of proof that was harvested during the Washington football team investigation. There's something about it that does not sit well with me and many others. And, Chris, as soon as I'm done today and as soon as I finish a couple of other media obligations, I'm going to start writing and writing and writing about how the NFL needs to let everything else out there so we all can see exactly who said what and when because it's just, it's just, there, there's just something very, very odd, and it feels sinister about how John Gruden was targeted, and everyone else has gotten off scot free. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely messed up. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, it's not fair. It's not right. It's a bad look for the NFL. You know, we're not defending John Gruden like you said, but either way, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's we're into fair here. And if you're gonna, you know, single out one guy, you got to bring out the rest too. So I'm with you there. All right. Um, I think I mean, damn, I don't want to go with another I'm gonna go both the kickers in Green Bay and Cincinnati game. I mean, how can I not? I mean, yeah, I mean it just it's hard not to do. It's low hanging fruit. I mean, some what do we saw at the end of that football game? I've never seen anything like that before. What was that? Five consecutive missed field goals at one point? You know, and especially the Bengals kicker who I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh McPherson, right? I mean, that was maybe the most comical moment of the weekend to me. And he was celebrating and like, yes, I won the game. And then he saw downfield that the referee was saying no good. And I love his reaction. Like he pointed, I'm like, look at that guy. He's saying it's no good. Can you believe that? What the hell is he thinking? What the hell are you thinking? It hit the flag on the left of the pole. That's not a field goal made. Uh, So uh, I'm going to go with that one right there. Um, I know uh, Mason Crosby eventually made his, which was awesome. But either way, that was a disastrous little five, ten minutes of football there. I'm going to go with the officials in the Browns-Chargers game. Multiple instances of uncalled defensive pass interference or illegal contact, plus one of like kind of a phantom uh, defensive pass interference when, if anything, it was offensive pass interference. But there was one play in particular. The Browns trying to run out the clock up a point. Look at Donovan Peoples-Jones at the top of the screen. He does an out and up. Baker Mayfield pumps. Michael Davis bites. And then he hits Donovan Peoples-Jones 10 yards down the field. That is illegal contact. Where's the flag? Who's watching that? It should have been first down. Oh, and then there's interference committed by Derwin James against Richard Higgins to cap it all off. There was pass interference into David Njoku on a Hail Mary at the end of the game. Michael Davis fell into Njoku's legs and wiped him out. Every week now, there's one of these. There were three of them, actually four. We didn't show the other one from Browns Chargers, but... The officiating They're everywhere. is not good. Right. There's no transparency. There's no accountability. Watch David Njoku. They tackle. You can't him. call this since 
you can't call this incidental contact if the defensive back falls down and takes out the receiver while falling down. He falls down and takes out David Njoku. And, and he could have caught it. No he still almost caught it after he was taken down. No, so no. Baker Mayfield was outspoken about it yesterday. But I, I just think, we, you know, it's we, we shouldn't just accept it. We shouldn't accept it. All no, right, go the ahead. game is so one-sided through let's call a penalty on the defense right now. It's absolutely insane. It's insane. I mean, there was except when it comes to pass interference. Well, yeah, exactly that that play for whatever reason. But but like you know, for the most part, like no, even pass interference it bothers me. I no. mean, damn, the Kansas City Chiefs game had so many issues there. You know, illegal touching the quarterback is really it's on fire in the NFL. Every game you look at. It's a big play. Quarterback made a horrible mistake. Doesn't matter. You touched him too hard. I'm sick of it. So I know we're running out of time here. Uh, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. The sand is running. I'm going Zach Wilson here. Yeah, I'm fair. I don't give a damn. That's right. I know he's my guy. That was the worst performance he's had of this year to this point. That game, there was plenty of opportunities for them to get back in the game, be in the game to begin with. Even his completions were off target in this football game. It was his worst performance of the year. He was off in all ways. So I'll go with Zach Wilson uh, over there in in England. I'm going to go with Greg Joseph, the Vikings kicker, because even though he made the 54-yard game winner, it was 16-6, to and the Vikings were going for a 49-yard field goal that would have made it 19-6, to and the game would have been done. There was a bunch of needless stomach acid, nerves, and pendulum swings, all sparked by the fact that Greg Joseph came up short on a 49-yard field goal. Nobody comes up short on a 49-yard field goal in a dome. Are you kidding me? we got to take a break. When we wrap up this Tuesday edition of PFT Live, a Steelers fan did something that apparently is frowned upon at Heinz Field. We'll discuss that when we return. In accordance with what we think your dying wishes might well have been, we commit your final mortal remains to the bosom of the Pacific Ocean. The bosom, Mike, Which of the Pacific so Ocean. Well. The bosom. Good night, sweet prince. That's uh, the Big Lebowski streaming that's great. on Peacock. And that's, depending upon the winds coming off of the confluence of the three rivers at Heinz Field, that may have played out on Sunday because, as it turns out, a fan showed up with a family member's ashes and spread them on the field, and that is frowned upon at Heinz Field. The Steelers frowned are investigating. Upon. It's not like there's anything they can do right. about it. Right. And, I mean, I, I, look, I... I I, I'm sure this stuff happens all the time. What can you really do about it? Although I will say this, it looks like there will not be an unbearable urn to go along with the terrible towel in Pittsburgh. They're missing quite the marketing opportunity. <laughs> You're funny. That was very, very well put out there. Good job. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a crazy story. I mean, I don't if, know. But if you let it, here's the problem. If you let people do this, a lot of people yeah, you're right. will do it right. coast to coast. That's it for today. See ya. Have a great Tuesday.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.